3: When it comes to retirement, there are things you should do and just as many things you shouldn't do. On today's show, we'll highlight five things to avoid in your retirement plan.
4: Hi, this is Coach Pete. And if you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Financial Safari.
5: Hey, welcome in everybody. Financial Safari is the program and Kevin Frisbee is here. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin, of course, author of Every Dime Every Day, president of Frisbee and Associates, uh, a fiduciary, and uh, so much more. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? Hey, great, Steve. How are you doing this weekend? Very, very well. And, and uh, you know, yeah, it feels, you know, like, uh, I mean, I know it's kind of the middle of summer, but it it kind of feels like the middle of summer. I like it. Yeah, it's my favorite time of
3: year. Spring, summer, uh, time frame, fall, when you get uh, into the nice you know, cooler weather here, yeah. crisp weather in Maine, but I'm not going to uh, wish away our sunshine and warm weather. That's
5: for sure. <laughs> not at all. In the opening there, you talked about things to avoid in the retirement plan. And we often talk about, I mean, it seems like we're always talking about what you should do. So I guess it makes sense to to remind folks there are things you shouldn't do too. That's true. There's uh, always the uh, the other side of the coin, so to speak, right? <laughs> exactly. And so when we talk about market decline and not guarding against market decline, what does that mean? Well, taking too much risk is simply what that means. And here's what I find: a lot of times people come in and
3: they forget that they're in their 60s and they're going to they're gonna be retiring here shortly. Because people think, obviously, that I'm a younger person. Like it's it's like these people that go out and they uh, play, uh, you know, some of these sports and they try to play them like they're in their 20s and 30s and when when they're 50 and 60. And it it do, your body doesn't work the same. Well, it's the same with investing, right, Steve? Yeah, I mean, of course. People, pe- people go out there and they want to go after it. You know what I mean? I'm I'm going to get after it today. And uh, meaning with your investments, similar to what they try to do in the in the uh, in the sport arena, and it just it's a different time in your life, right? Your body's not the same, your time frame's not the same as far as investing is going. So, not guarding against a major market decline sometimes is a is a problem. And so, let's reassess here, figure out where you're at in your life, what stage you are, how much time you have left before you finally retire, and then put some guards in in place against the market declines. This is exactly Steve why we do a tactical managed portfolio. I can tell you right now, our clients have been incredibly happy since COVID, not because of the shutdown stuff, obviously, but but because of their money. We've had six major scene changes, which means when we shuffle the whole portfolio around six times since the beginning of COVID. Well, if if you don't have that major activity and somebody actually watching your money and making some moves, you're getting left behind because now all of a sudden, in fact, we just took on a new client a few weeks ago. With, with a couple million bucks. And he says, I, I'm coming over. I heard you on, on the radio. I, I watch you on television. And I'm coming over because our other guy we haven't heard from since the beginning of this. And I'm like, you haven't heard from? I mean, to me, that was foreign because we've been communicating by emails. We've been doing reviews. We've been doing major shifts in our clients' portfolios if we haven't met up yet. But communication is pretty pretty frequent here. So again, he, he saw the value in, in the communication and what we do. So he was moving from this other advisor because he hadn't heard from him since then. So not guarding against market declines with craziness that
5: could potentially happen in this world is is a big potential problem. Basically, you're you're hearing from a lot of folks like this fellow was, you know, where it's like, I don't hear from him. I need some help. I need some reassurance. And like you said, your clients are pretty in in pretty good shape, all things considered. Great shape, all all things
3: considered. And uh, that's been, again, I've had a lot of great conversations in the last few months, Steve. and, And for me, it makes me feel really good because this is really where it where it matters and people say, Wow, I, I look at my statements, I, I get the weekly, we send a weekly email on Sunday afternoon to every client indicating how the accounts did for the week. And they're all like, Wow, it's impressive what you guys have been able to do. Thank you, has been the response. And and then I sit back and say, Well, you know, no, thank you for entrusting us because you're new with us, maybe you've been with us for a few years, you haven't had had a major market decline with us yet. And so we've seen kind of the volatility in the last few months, and we've performed. Really good, and uh, considering everything, so that that's again, you're put to the test as an advisor when things aren't going so good. You ever hear pe- people say, "Well, you can tell a person's personality when everything's going great, but when things aren't going great, you can really tell how a person is." And it's the same with our investments. You you know, we do great when the market goes up, but you can really tell that we're really good advisors when the market has these kind of. Uh, situations with this volatility. So
5: isn't this the time that people think that, you know, especially as they're getting a little bit older, you think, well, okay, I better f- I better shift into bonds because that that's safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a common
3: theory. I'm gonna call that right. a myth even. Um, so pretend you hold out your, your arms right now out in the air and pretend you have a teeter totter like you have on a playground. Yep, right? I'm doing this, it. Ha- this, here's the visual. So you put bonds on one hand, all right, and you got your arms level out and you put interest rates on the other hand, so picture this: when interest rates go down, bond prices increase, just like the teeter-totter in a playground. Sure. Okay. When interest rates go up, what happens to bond prices? They go down. They go down. So we're at an all-time low of interest rates, historical all-time low, and bond prices have and bonds have been performing well. I had a client the other day. I was explaining this. Uh, I was a new new uh, potential client. I was explaining this. He says, "Well." if you kept the bond to maturity, then you're going to get your money back. And I said, yes, but what we had done, the, the x-ray on his, on his portfolio, I said, the problem with the maturities on most of your bonds, and like most bonds out there that people buy, they're 20 or 30 years away. So he was accurate in saying, if you wait to 20 or 30 years, you're going to get your money back. And I said to him, you're 68 years old. How old are you going to be in twenty or thirty years? You know, <laughs> well, that, that's it. To, to, to maybe get your money back, so you do technically have less risk than in stocks and equities, but there's a there, there's ways that you can manage things. To get less risk in a portfolio without having to dump everything
5: into a bond. Sure. And so as we look at this, you know, in, in relationship counseling, they'll say, don't always say always. So you always do that. No, not always, right? <laughs> not but that's always. the same thing when it talks about financial products too. It's like, all of these are all bad. And I, I'm thinking annuity, of course, but- You're right. So uh, I have these conversations all the time and annuities is a tool in a toolbox.
3: In fact, I, I tell you a quick story. So I had a, a new potential client uh, interviewing me and a couple other advisors. And so he emailed me, and he had uh, told this other advisor he was trying to compare me with, saying to go on Frisbee Benefits uh, website and figure out you know what what you glean from that. And so his his th- this other advisor's commentary, and he let me read the email was, oh, it looks like they they don't do really uh, much in investing and they do a lot of insurance and annuity products. I don't know where he got that from, but if you go to my website, that's not it's just not the case. I, I get no, a oh, chuckle telling a story, as you know, you've been on oh, the yeah, website. Yeah, I'm at the website regularly. And and part of my, my my commentary back to this potential uh, client was, listen, I'm regu- I'm really regulated uh, hard by the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, of what we cannot put a lot about investing and and uh, in in market products on the website. It's just it's not not allowed. It's against the law. You can't put um, you know uh, like client letters and recommendations and and all that kind of thing. You can't put specifics about investing. So. It's, it's kind of generic as far as investing-wise. So if you go to my website, don't look for specifics about investing. You're not going to find it because I'm not allowed to put it. I am allowed to put some insurance information and product line and that type of thing if you know if we do some of that. Anyway, point being is don't assume that uh, you know what you see online or don't assume that what you read or think that uh, one particular tool is, is negative. If there's some negatives online, you can find negative about any anything you want to look up. Um, but let's let's be open-minded about what are the possibilities of what's out there in the marketplace as far as investing, and let's you know entertain a, a package of stuff and bring it to the table, shake it down, and figure out what might best fit
5: your situation. Right, and and we're talking about things to, uh, that can go wrong or things that you shouldn't do when it comes to retirement, and and uh, one thing you you should uh, you should do and don't avoid is uh, that conversation about long-term care. You know when I
3: when I jump up on the boards, uh, the whiteboards in the offices, and I lay out the income plan and lay out uh, the model of how do you get to retirement, starting with the budget, your fixed incomes, getting to your fixed incomes after somebody dies, and then money. When you model that out, I'm usually trying to tell people, listen, if we take six percent withdrawal rate annually from your investments, let's say you get four hundred thousand dollars, six percent is twenty four thousand dollars a year, two thousand dollars a month. If you do that, you're not touching the principal. All right. Mm-hmm. Top reasons why I would recommend you not touch the principal. Number one is when somebody passes away, if you're married or have a, a partner, when somebody dies, that survivor has that uh, that money to be able to supplement the lost income because, you know, the, if you have two social securities, one of them is gone. That's the most important reason, survivability of, of the uh, and, and sustainability of the survivor uh, as far as spouse or partner. Number two reason is what you just laid out. Future health care costs. And then I bring up, I'm not talking about Medicare costs. I'm not talking about co-pays and deductibles. I'm talking about if you need home care, assisted living, or God forbid you have to go in one of those nursing homes, who's going to pay the bill? If you don't have a plan in place, you're going to self-insure. It means means you're going to cut the check. Mm-hmm. And if you're cutting the check, have you planned for that? Have you have you saved enough money? And And how does that work? So not protecting... Or not planning against long-term care costs is a potential pitfall for sure.
5: And of course, not having an income plan, boy, we talk about that each and every week, how important that income plan is. It, it it's gotta be in writing. You gotta know where it is, you gotta know where it's coming from.
3: Yeah, so that income plan, let's say, again, using the, the example I just used, modeling out can you retire? What does the budget need? So let's say you, you need I don't know, five thousand dollars a month as far as an income, and then you you're collecting Social Security. Let's say there's two of you in a household, and you get thirty five hundred dollars a month of Social Security. That means you have a fifteen hundred dollar a month income gap. And where do you take that? You take it from the money. So having an income plan means maybe we take a portion of that retirement monies and set it up in an account that you take a guaranteed fifteen hundred dollars a month out of that, and then that that gives you the guaranteed income plan until the day you die, and then whatever's left as far as investments. We, we put that in, a, in an account, we grow that, and it's tactical, and then that's the extra stuff. So having that income plan, knowing that you can fill that income gap at at, fi- at your budget need or want at $5,000 a month using that number, that's a pretty good peace of mind, knowing that you've got that set up
5: and you don't have to worry about that. And then any extra money is just kind of gravy. I like the sound of that, folks. If you'd like to have some extra gravy in your retirement plan, I think it would be a great time to give Kevin a call. Great idea, Steve. Hey folks, here it is. Don't miss this opportunity to to sit down with Kevin and the team at Frisbee and Associates. Get that financial roadmap marked out, worked out. It's a chance to uh, really get a true, practical financial review. And it starts with a phone call, 800-998-5649. You're going to get that comprehensive financial review, seeing where you are today, yes. But most importantly, it does become that roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be and where you want to be when it comes to retirement. 800-998-5649. 800-998-5649. Again, 800-998-5649. Finding
3: the right advisor is a process. You need someone you can trust and you know that they have your best interest at heart. When we come back, some steps to help you find the best advisor for your situation.
4: When should I take my social security? How much risk can I tolerate? I'm-
1: Be sure to at least contribute enough to qualify for 100% of that matching contribution. For example, an employer may offer to match 100% of your 401k contribution up to 5% of your income. Suppose your income is $100,000, 5% of that is, of course, $5,000. In this scenario, you would be giving up $5,000 a year of free money if you don't contribute to your 401k to get that match. A Roth 401k is funded with after-tax income and this is becoming a popular option as companies begin offering them. But whichever you choose, a Roth or a traditional 401k, find out how much your employer will match and be sure you don't leave money on the table by not putting in enough to qualify for the 100% match. If your boss called you into his office and offered a tax-free raise, what would you say? No? When you ignore the company match, you are essentially turning down a tax-free raise. It's free money. No matter what, you need to contribute enough to get the full company match. This is the bare minimum.
5: We're back on Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin, of course, author of Every Dime Every Day, president of Frisbee & Associates, a fiduciary and independent firm, and uh, so I I'm, I kind of just defined, <laughs> we're talking about finding the right advisor. I just kind of laid out some things that that I know that I would look for, uh, an independent a fiduciary and someone with some experience. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, it's so critically
3: important. I wrote a whole chapter in the book, Every Dime Every Day, on how to pick a financial advisor, chapter eight, for this reason. And, and I, you know what, this COVID situation has actually helped us as, as an organization. And here's why, and I'm going to get into the advisor thing. There's a lot of people that are brokers or advisors or not uh, not been in the business long and they're newbies, haven't built up a book of business, but but mainly they they uh, it's the ones that are brokers and not fiduciaries that they're they've been pitching product lines for a while, mm-hmm. so they've been shut down uh, for the most part or really slowed down, I should say, the last several months because of COVID and because we. We are full-service fiduciaries, and we do the tactical portfolios, and we're not doing just a product line. Um, we have been roaring, and uh, and partly I think because, you know, if if some of these other brokers, advisors are, are aren't as active because of COVID, um, or because they don't they're not out there meeting with their clients and talking with the people. The clients aren't, aren't getting the service. They're not getting the attention. They're not getting a phone call saying, hey, what's going on with the markets? What's going on with our money? And we're actively and proactively doing that. So we're gaining uh, a client base. Uh, I mean, I've been doing 35 and 40 appointments a week, Steve, just Holy myself, not cow. counting my other guys, every single week. And that's my normal, never mind in the summertime, but that's my normal spring, fall, robust schedule. And that's still not doing seminars. So to give you an idea of the influx of business, it's been good. And I think this shakeup with COVID, what it's done to the economy and what it's going to do, it's going to put some of these advisors out of business is, is my point. And particularly the ones that are not fiduciaries um, that can't offer managed money. Uh, I don't know how they can survive. In fact, they're not surviving. So we're going to have a nice influx of, of new clients. But when you're looking for an advisor, one thing you want to do is if you're investing, let's say doing it yourself, maybe don't go it alone. Maybe look for somebody that can kind of weigh in. And I've had a few of these appointments recently where people have been managing their own funds. And uh, I had, had a couple in, uh, in Brewer uh, a couple of weeks back and, and, and uh, she's 82 and he's 62. Come in, uh, they, they're uh, uh, partners and come in, they both had their own accounts and they were self-managing even at 62 and 82. And, and I chuckle, and I say, well, why do you think you need me? Uh, as an advisor, well, they both chimed in and said, "Well, we don't think we want to do this by ourselves anymore. You know, don't, <laughs> yeah. they, they don't want to go alone." And I, 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 joke about it, but it, but it's reality. A lot of people that are doing it yourself, they get to a point where they just don't want to. And, and if you're going to get to retirement, you, you don't want to be watching your investments every single day. Okay, if you do, but you don't want to be sitting there every day. And that's what our firm does, we've got the money managers and portfolio managers that are actually going to watch money on a daily basis. So it allows you to free up your time to be able to go do things that you wanted to do at retirement.
5: And that becomes, I think truly, as we get a little bit older, not only do we not want to do it, we want want to make sure that we're ready so that we can retire. Because if you don't have the right plan, obviously it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Plus, if you're doing it yourself,
3: if you're not a professional and you're not really paying attention on a daily basis, you can get pretty stung if the market turns, uh, with, you know, if, and if you're not there making moves, if need be.
5: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And then, you know, you talked about these, uh, the, the folks that are out there selling a lot of products and, and they, you know, I, I do a segment on one of the other shows called brokers behaving badly. And uh, there's a never ending supply. I've got an endless supply of stories of people that are take advantage of other people. They're just pushing products. And so if it sounds too good to be true, probably is. I'll tell you a common one that I've seen a lot lately and I've seen
3: it for many years, but this is think about this. There's some brokers out there right now, and I encounter this a lot. So if you listen to the show and this sounds like you have one of these, this is this is probably the case. It sounds too too good to be true. If you're making a guaranteed six percent or seven percent or eight percent on an account, that's that's what you're being sold. It's a it's an income rider as part of a variable annuity. That is an additional fee that you pay for, but that income account will grow at a guaranteed six, seven, or eight percent. But that income account is not an actual investment number. It's not something you can call the insurance company up and say, "I'm going to cash that out at some point." It's only what your future income would be based on. So it's a fictitious number. There's nothing in the in the world today. Nothing. Take it from my word. I I have access to everything. Nothing in the world today has a guaranteed six, seven, or eight percent interest.
0: Okay. Well, that's yeah. it.
3: That that's the bottom line. And if if it's if it's being pitched that, I'm telling you this because I see that people some of these brokers are misrepresenting it as a guaranteed 6, 7 or 8% and it's not it's not accurate. 10, ten years ago, 12 years ago, 13 years ago, you could get something with a 6 and 7% guaranteed rate because the market the interest rate market was different back then. You can't find it today.
5: Well, even the word guarantee, there's just it, the only I mean, it's really not bandied about a lot because there's not a lot of guarantees out there.
3: No, that's right. There's there's some guarantees out there with you know the lower percentages. You can get something in two, uh, three percent, even three point one, three point two percent guaranteed for a period of time. But guarantee, you got to be careful of that word. What's the guarantee, and and who's the guarantee with, and who's putting that guarantee out there? Right.
5: Which kind of leads us into this other the other category of do you really know who you're dealing with and how they're getting paid.
3: Yeah, bingo. How is so? Here's here's another thing. When I have uh, the, the the conversation, the explanation with people when they do the portfolio X-ray, I had um, this gentleman as well that that because he hadn't heard from his uh, his broker during this whole COVID thing, ended up moving uh, a large account to us. He also said, and I asked the question. I said, How often do you meet with your broker? About every six months. We talk every three months. Great but we meet face to face about every six months. I said, how often is he changing some of your investments? He says, we make some moves a couple times, let's say when we meet every six months. I said, well, based on what I see here, you have a loaded uh, mutual fund portfolio, which means he gets a commission, he or she gets a commission every time they put you in a new investment, a new mutual fund. So He's getting compensated by meeting you every six months by by changing some of the investments because he's getting a commission that could be as high as five and three quarter percent. Wow. It doesn't and take so, long to lose a lot of money doing that. Well, that's the but but the the client thinks he's doing a a good job, Understood. good service by making some moves. And in, in in reality, the the broker advisor, whoever it is, is actually getting paid a commission by making those recommendations. So I'm telling you that because again, when you're looking for an advisor, we take that right off the table. We do a fee-based of the portfolio so that when people, when we make changes in a client's portfolio, which we're not waiting to do when we meet and do our reviews every six months, we're doing them every month. Again, as I said, we've done six major scene changes since the beginning of COVID. Wow. Well, that's in the last four or five months. Our clients did not have to call us and say, hey, what's going on? We're proactively letting our clients know we're making changes. This is what's going on because we can't wait to make those changes when we meet every six months. Right. And by doing a fee-based... We don't do the, the commission-loaded uh, investments or the commission-loaded mutual funds. We do exchange-traded funds without those loads and without the additional transaction costs, so it doesn't cost our clients any more money. And it puts us on the same team. Me and my trading team, my my uh, money management uh, management team, are actually incentivized because now our fee is attached to our client's balance.
5: Right. And again, those are the kinds of things that just give That's that's the beauty of working with a fiduciary firm like you guys. And, and that's the
3: importance too. When you're talking about interviewing an advisor, w- how do they get paid? What kind of investments are they offering? All those things are critically important because if, if you're not picking the right one, and all of a sudden you get in that cycle of they're they they're focused on their commission, uh, you know, you gotta you gotta question that.
5: Right. And, uh, you know, that goes into the next one where it's like, where we're talking about doing things on your own. So then you become the researcher extraordinaire. And, uh, you know, thanks to Google, you know, everything. (laughs) And so much of that is just bad information. It is. You remember back in the old day, back, I used to be a day trader way back uh, before I
3: got licensed to help clients. Uh, with my own money and remember the uh, old e-trade commercials when it was the uh the tech bubble and you could buy anything. Oh yeah that, and it would and it would go up. so remember the e-trade where somebody was at a party and they were sitting on the keyboard of a computer, sitting on it, having a drink <laughs> and their 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 <laughs> rear end was plugging in uh symbols and, and whatever and somebody was reading that on a message board and going to buy. Um, whatever that <laughs> yes, you know, remember. so that's kind of that's kind of what this is. Beware of where you're getting your information, right? Oh, yeah, you don't you don't have any idea who's on the other side, what the incentive or motive is on the other side. You got to again, I I know from my own day trading background and my own research that I do still today. You got to beware of why you're reading things and what's the angle and spin of of who's writing it.
5: Because you can find it any way you want, I and mean, it's like you know any sort of medical ailment you can. You can get that diagnosed you know, old Doctor Google. <laughs> if 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 you want if you
3: went to one of those med see, point being is you went to the one of those medical sites you'd never leave your house because you think you're gonna you know get 15 diseases uh, exactly. based on a you know a scratchy scalp or something like that I don't know but. It's uh, Yeah, you just got to be aware, you got to be smart in in what you're reading and and put it together with the best strategy. And again, that comes with working with the right advisor as well.
5: And again, that's working with Frisbee and Associates. And and Kevin, why don't we invite folks to call? Maybe folks want to come in, sit down with you and map that plan out once and for all. Sounds great, Steve. For the next 10 callers who will call
3: in today, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. This review is a $499 value.
5: Hey, folks, it is a great opportunity to put that financial roadmap together. We talk about it every week. Kevin and the team at Frisbee and Associates are there for you. If they can take a lot of complex financial world, make it clear, make it easy to understand. Like we were just saying, you can, I mean, they can sort through it. They cut through the noise and help you understand and give you the right choices or give you choices that you can make. It's a it's a true practical financial review and it's a phone call away. It's 800-998-5649. The next 10 callers get that comprehensive financial review, plus all the extras that, that uh, we just talked about, and you will find out where you are right now. But more importantly, you end up with that roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be and where you want to be when it comes to retirement. So you've really got nothing to lose. 800-998-5649. Again, 800 998 Fifty-six forty-nine. In this segment, we'll focus on some of the best ways to maximize your 401k. That and more when we come right back.
4: nightmare retirement consultation. Yeah, no pain, no gain, right? No risk, no reward, right? We're going all risks, see? We're going to put everything you got in the market. You're going to love it. Don't walk, run from that office and go to your future retirement partner with your best interest in mind with a retirement plan that includes income and protection, proper distribution of your assets so you can sleep well at night. That's Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee. 800-998-5649. 800 998 85649
0: Celebrity Money Mistakes
6: The name Rockefeller is synonymous with the oil business and big money. John D was the country's first billionaire and was considered the wealthiest American of all time and the richest person in modern history. But it didn't start that way. He was born into a large family in upstate New York and he was shaped by his con man father and religious mother. His family moved several times before eventually settling in Cleveland, Ohio, and Rockefeller became assistant bookkeeper at the age of 16 and then went into business partnership with Maurice B. Cook & Company and his brothers at the age of 20. Rockefeller formally founded the Standard Oil Company in 1870 and he ran it until 1897. As kerosene and gasoline grew in importance, Rockefeller's wealth soared as he became the richest person in the country, controlling 90% of the oil in the United States at its peak. The US Supreme Court ruled in 1911 that Standard Oil must be dismantled for violation of federal antitrust laws. It was broken up into 34 separate entities that included companies that would become ExxonMobil, Chevron, and others. Individual pieces of the company were worth more than the whole. And as shares of these doubled and tripled in value in their early years, Rockefeller became the country's first billionaire with a fortune worth nearly 2% of the national economy. His peak net worth in inflation-adjusted dollars was estimated at $336 billion in 1913. America's first billionaire was one of the reasons for the creation of the estate tax, which now took 70% upon his death. His heir still had a few bucks left, considering his estate was worth 24000000000 billion inflation-adjusted dollars in the depths of the Great Depression. Rockefeller was also quite the philanthropist, As he was giving away millions of dollars over the course of his life, this generosity began with his first job when he was 16, when his diary shows that he donated 6% of his salary then to his church. The giving continued his entire life. He would give primarily to educational and public health causes, but also for basic science and the arts. He had health problems beginning in the 50s. Rockefeller ultimately died of arteriosclerosis on May 23, 1937, less than two months shy of his 98th birthday. Forbes Magazine reports that the Rockefellers are still worth an estimated $11 billion today. Another reason why it's vitally important to meet with a true financial coach who listens to your goals for retirement and legacy planning and can implement a total retirement income plan, taking into account all necessary details.
5: We're back on Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin is uh, president of Frisbee and Associates and uh, author of Every Dime Every Day. So much more. And, and uh, you know, the 401k certainly has become the retirement tool for, for most of us. I mean, you know, we're, we're putting money into a 401k. And I think a lot of folks, I know I was this way. Yeah, well, I'm putting money into a 401k and I don't need to worry about it because some somebody's taking care of it. <laughs> but that, that isn't yep. necessarily the case.
3: Commentary I get all the time, Steve, if somebody has a 401k or a 403b or a TSP, which is a thrift savings plan with the federal government is they get to meet somebody, if they get to meet them, sometimes it's just on the phone, maybe once a year and it's for maybe a 15 minute meeting at the workplace and all of a sudden they're gone. And yeah, you can reach them on the phone. You can call them up 1-800-ADVISOR- and kind of walk through your investment choices and and pick and choose. But is that going to really be fitting for you? Is that really the best way to pick your investments within your 401k? And, And worse yet, if you're not even doing that and taking advantage of that phone call and just kind of throwing your money out there to a mix of five or 10 different things that you're picking, is that really the best thing for you in your future retirement? Likely not. So what do you do? If you're not getting the attention, what do you do if you don't have the time to meet these people that come to your workplace, if they come to the workplace? It's all, the burden is on you as a consumer, as a, ret- a potential retiree, as somebody that's saving money. How do you take the bull by the horn, so to speak, and go out there and, and get the right advice or at least the right direction to help you put yourself in, in the best possible spot?
5: Well, with a 401k, what people can begin to realize is that there are choices within that 401k. You do not have to be in that target date fund that they put you in. There may be better choices.
3: And there usually are better choices, Steve, but the problem is that target date fund looks very attractive. Of course it does. Because it, yeah, because it's a set it and forget it type, type situation, you know, target 2025 fund that says I'm going to retire in five years. Oh, that looks pretty good. I'm going to retire in five years. I'm 60 years old. Well, what does that mean? And when we do the breakdown the analysis of these accounts that ha, you know people have money in the life cycle funds that target 2025 fund using that example has about 25% risk in it which means you got 100,000 dollars in your account and you're retiring in 5 years let's say could you stomach or stand losing 25,000 25% of that 100,000 leave you with 75,000 how are you going to feel about that ooh not good not good never mind if you had 500,000 or a million and you lose 25% of it are you going to feel all right about that Getting to retirement, you get 25% less. The life cycle fund has more risk than it sounds and all of them do. All the 2020, 2025, 2030, 35 and on. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of getting a handle on number one, how much risk you have in the portfolios. Like we talk about when, you, when we do the portfolio x-rays. Number two, what are you paying for fees and commissions? What are the potential hidden costs of a portfolio? And number three, what are your returns? What do you have to get for returns from now on? It, you might have enough money saved up. And I, and I lay this out when people come into the office, Steve, you might have enough money saved up where you need just 6% rate of return every year and because and, you don't need 10 or 11 or 12 anymore. You don't need to hit a home run. You just need good, steady, conservative growth. But do you know that even? And are you allocated that way with your investments? First, let's figure out how much return you need to get. So that x-ray will bring that out. And then we can make recommendations in, in your 401k, your 403b, other IRA accounts or Roths you might have then we can lay out a real good plan to get you in line with what you're trying to do.
5: I like that. And one of the things that we talk about is how do we know what what is good? How do we know what we have in our 401k? And and uh, you know you touched on fees. Um, and I just read a story. I, th- I think it might have been Forbes, maybe Marketplace, one or the other, talking about how we really need to be aware of our 401k fees, especially now.
3: Most 401ks, their fees are pretty pretty much in line. I'm more concerned with fees when I see what kind of investments are in the 401k or okay. what kind of investments are in your portfolio and the hidden fees that are typically wrapped up in that mutual fund. I used the example in the last segment of that uh, that couple that come in and met with that broker advisor every six months and that broker was making changes every six months and not any more frequent. Well, the reason is because they were had they, they had them in loaded mutual funds and they were getting a commission every single time they made some transactions. That means there were hidden fees with those with those mutual funds that people had and they didn't realize it. They thought that the broker was just doing them a favor and, uh, and, and saying, Hey, I think, you know, give me good advice. I'm making some changes, not realizing that broker was getting paid another commission when they were pitching that, that particular mutual fund, whatever that fund might
5: be. Well, whose retirement are you funding there? Whose retirement are you funding? That's <laughs> yeah. a good question. Really? I mean, yeah. if, they're, if they're getting money every time they do something and they, and you think they're doing right. I mean that I, I can understand how you fall into that and I get it. But it's, that's good the, to, it's good to get that second opinion, and that's from you, from a fiduciary, fiduciary firm. That's why it makes sense. There it is. So
3: that's what all we offer in the show every week is doing the free consultation where somebody comes in, it's getting that second opinion, a second set of eyes. And it's, again, no obligation. I don't want to sound like a pitchman here, but I, I – I've given a lot of value to people that have never done business with us That come in and, and want that second opinion. And sometimes we're affirming that they're in a good spot and we're going to tell them so. Mm-hmm. And it's not its not a matter of people, everybody calls up, comes in and does business. That's not how this works. I understand that. And that's perfectly fine. I've had somebody circle around maybe about six months ago, but they did a uh, review with me, an x-ray with me 10 years ago and finally come back to the office 10 years later. Because they felt like there was value in what we offered and finally decided that something changed in their life. And maybe they're, I can't remember in this case, if their broker had retired or something had happened anyway, they were, they were now in the mix for another advisor. And so here we were that we met 10 years ago. We made them feel good. We didn't pressure them. That's not what we do. And so they circle back around. And we, we do a lot of that, believe it or not. We have a lot of people circle back around because we're treating them right
5: when they first come in. Sure. Well, it's, it, it, that's very important. So as, as we look at our 401ks, and so are there things we should avoid in our 401k? I mean, first of, all, first of all, I'm not sure if I opened up my account and looked at it. I know what I'm looking at. Yeah, you want
3: to look at, first of all, if you have a Roth option in a 401k, how much are you putting into either one of them? Uh, yeah, and, and you ask me, Steve, You know, what to avoid. Well, you want to avoid putting in the wrong account, meaning if your tax break is bigger than what your tax is going to be when you start drawing the money out, I'm going to probably recommend you put money into a Roth 401k or a Roth IRA. If you really have high income right now and you need that tax break and you're going to pay less tax when you retire as far as brackets, well, you're probably better off to put more money. So it's sometimes, Steve, it's just as simple as where are you putting the money? What type of money are you putting it into, a pre-tax or an after-tax account? And then looking at some of the options within to be able to make the best choices as far as investments are concerned.
5: So, do you find that right now with the with COVID and and all of the upheaval that has happened, do you find people are more motivated today to save a little bit more? I know I am. I think so, and I think people,
3: uh, you know, being forced to not go out to eat as much, uh, stay at home, make more meals at home. Um, you know the the staycations, right? Uh, you know, you, you go talk to anybody that you know has campgrounds or or camps or some of these type places, and people are you know people there's record number of fishing licenses here in the state of Maine that have been issued this year because people are now just doing things close to home. Sure, and so and which means in most cases they're probably saving more money, which I know that's the case because I've had a lot of conversations with people. The good part about all of that's happened is you're, you're saving more money. Now you're building up Well, you're paying down debts probably, and you're building up some additional, uh, savings accounts and maybe, you know, tucking some more money into retirement accounts. That, that is a positive, if anything has come
5: out of this COVID deal. Sure. And, and so if people are changing jobs and you know, they've got a 401k here, a 401k there, 401k everywhere, round them up. Don't leave them out there.
3: Yeah. And it doesn't matter your age. If If you're 50 years old and you've had you know, a, an old job, or you got laid off, and you got a four hundred one k. I call them an orphan four hundred one k that sure. you left behind at a company. Let's let's have a conversation. Have you come in and let's corral that and get a handle on that, and let's not be a passive investment anymore, so you can control that better, and we can help you roll that over into a a, a regular IRA account if it makes sense, and then help you pick the uh, the best investments if that makes sense to change.
5: Well then again with the when you if you're over 59 and a half, you can do the the in-service non-hardship withdrawal or the 59 and a half rule, right? I mean that that makes sense too. That's right. So, <clears throat> let me explain that briefly. If somebody's at least 59 and a half years old,
3: I get a lot of people that are bath iron works or the paper mills or whatever workplace that the, the some of the hospitals, if you're at that age point and you're still going to work a few years, you actually can take and come in and meet and we'll talk about investment strategies and ideas. You can roll over your current 401k to an outside IRA, and it doesn't change your contributions at your job. That stays the same. If you have an account you put money into, all that stays the same. It just gives you the ability to look outside and roll it over. If you're at least 59 and a half years old, it's a non-hardship withdrawal slash rollover. And there's no tax to do that. Zero tax on rolling that money over. If you are younger than 59 and a half, but you've left your job, or you have an old four hundred and one k set in somewhere, uh, and and even if you rolled it into your current four hundred and one k, you still can move that money to an outside ira.
5: I like that, uh, and those are things that you you have those conversations all the time,
3: every day. I mean, that's the I would say if I had to put a percentage on it, that's probably eighty percent of all the business we do here at Frisbee and Associates. Is people still working, and they're at that particular age, or they have old four hundred and one ks. They come in, and they want to talk about them. They need help with them because they haven't had a broker, haven't had an advisor. They need some
5: help. And, and again, that's, that's the beauty of, with, with you being independent and fiduciary, you've got a world of options out there for folks. Yeah, we, we truly do, Steve,
3: and, and we're going to tailor what uh, people are trying to do. We're going to talk about the goals, we'll talk about the situation lifestyle-wise, and then we're going to tailor the investment choices and the recommendations that we'll bring to the table, and then we'll talk through that and explain to people in simple terms what this means, how this works, why we recommend it, and then if they decide to work with us, we book another appointment to come back.
5: I like it. Folks, if that sounds like something you'd like to try and do, then let's go ahead and invite you to call right now. Great idea, Steve. For the next 10 callers who will call in today, we're going to
3: create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. This review is a $499 value. We're going to give it out absolutely free and complimentary with no obligation to the next 10 callers. What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out for you where you are now. We'll also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. We'll even run a customized income plan for you utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. In short, we'll help you take the guesswork out of financial planning. For the next 10 callers, a comprehensive financial review that is a $499 value they were going to give away complimentary with no obligation.
5: Hey folks, uh, here it is. Come on in, sit down with Kevin and the team at Frisbee and Associates and begin to put that financial roadmap together. It's going to feel good when you start to take a lot of complex financial world and they can help make it easy to understand. Here's your chance to get a true practical financial review. Take advantage of it. 800 998 Five six four nine. The next 10 callers get that comprehensive financial review. All the extras that go along with it, the portfolio X-ray, the social security analysis, all of that. No cost, no obligation. Give us a call now, 800-998-5649. Again, 800-998-5649. Up next, great questions from smart listeners. That
3: and more when we come right back.
0: This is such a blow to invest. Do it right now. stock the world. we're waiting for the market to open it takes courage to face up to things like volatile markets and Wall Street money traps. If you're worried, unsure, or losing sleep about your money, do something about it. Call Kevin Frisbee at 800 998 5649 Again, that's 800 998 5649 Celebrity Money Mistakes!
6: Adam Yauch, aka MCA, or Neanderthal Hornblower, is probably best known as the founding member of the Beastie Boys. He was also a film director and human rights activist. He was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. The Beastie Boys, a hip-hop trio, released their first album on Def Jam Records when Yauch was 22. The Beastie Boys sold 40 million records worldwide by 2010. In April 2012, the group was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yoch was inducted in absentia because of illness. In 2009, he was diagnosed and unsuccessfully treated for a cancerous parotid gland and a lymph node. Yauch died at age 47. In May of 2012, he left behind a wife and daughter. In his last will and testament, the beastie boy scribbled a note on his will that prohibited the use of his music in commercials. But handwritten wishes on a will often lead to complications. The phrasing might not actually protect the work. His net worth was estimated at about $75 million at the time of his death. This is just another reason why it's vitally important to meet with a true financial coach who listens to your goals for investment and legacy planning and can implement a total retirement income plan, including assessing your will, your trust, powers of attorney, and reviewing all beneficiary designations.
5: We're back on Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee. This is their last segment today. So uh, we uh, mean that means that we are going to be answering some of your questions. And uh, Kevin, of course, the uh, president of Frisbee and Associates. And, you know, just when you think every question has been asked, uh, we come up with these, right? I mean, it's, they're, they're so different.
3: This is my favorite part of the show. And I, I think the, the commentary and feedback and all the listeners that call up and, uh, and come in, and including current clients that listen to the show regularly, um, this is their favorite part too, Steve. They love hearing where people are coming from, what they're doing, the towns that they're, they're writing in from, sure. and some of the interesting questions. Because it's funny, you know, you think you're in the same boat and then you you might not be, but then you hear somebody's question, you're like, well, wow, I, I had that question too. And it kind of reaffirms that people are trying to get you know some of the same concerns handled and some of the similar uh, problems out there that they're looking for some advice.
5: Well, and this first one's a great example of that. Uh, Paul is in Lee, and he says, I've been bombarded with ads featuring robo-advisory platforms that have a lot of online financial planning tools. What do these tools have that an in-person financial planner can provide? <laughs> well, a personality, for one.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great question in this world of robo-advisor. Yeah. Um, it's, it's becoming popular where RoboAdvisor, which means it's a low, lower fee, low cost is the, the pitch to these um, algorithm type portfolios, but you lose that holistic planning. So uh, if you visualize, uh, uh, you know, a, drawn a circle on a whiteboard and then you draw, you cut that circle up like a, a pie, a piece of, uh, uh, let's say an apple pie, and you have several slices of an apple pie, right? Yes. Well, the the managed money. Is just a piece of that pie. When you talk about a retiree's situation, you need to look at the piece of pie that is Medicare. You need to look at the piece of pie that is long-term care planning. You need to look at the piece of pie that is income planning, distribution planning, and tax planning. So you can't get that from a robo advisor. That's the, the my whole point. That face-to-face. Um, you know, I, I told people recently. A lot of people have asked me, "Oh, how does COVID, how has COVID affected your practice?" Well, it really hasn't, except we had to stop doing seminars until until the fall. What it's done though, it's made me realize because during the month of April, a lot of people did not want to come in and do the face-to-face meetings. Of course. So I said, no problem. So we did conference calls and Zoom meetings in, in, during the month of April. That drove me nuts. I, I, I said to myself, you know, and made me realize if we ever get pushed to an online platform and I lose the personal touch with people, I wouldn't like what I did anymore. And I love what I do. And because I love the interaction and that personal touch, and having the conversation and figuring out who people are and where they're coming from and how the family doing and all that stuff, you you lose that personal touch with the robo-advisory, and so can a computer model uh, be better in managing money? I don't know. Yeah, you know they did studies. 20 years ago where they had a, a group of monkeys in a the zoo. They were picking investments. And sometimes they did better than an advisor. So I mean How when you you're th- throwing darts at a board, not, you know, you have seen that. You've read some of, those, of course. some of those things. Sure. So we avoid all of that by doing a tactical strategy. And we do have computer generated models that are algorithm-based. So we include that with our platforms, except now you have the in-person financial planner that we can talk about the holistic plan in all the pieces of the puzzle.
5: That just makes sense. 800-998-5649. Paul, if you're interested, uh, on we go to Shirley. She's in Raymond. She writes and says, I'm considering cutting back to work, uh, cutting back to part-time work. I'm 63 years old. My husband passed away a few years ago. Would it be possible to receive his social security benefits and still work part-time?
3: Yes, Shirley, sorry to hear your husband passed. Um, you would, if you were going part-time, you would be able to collect a widow's benefit, which are reduced claims, not reduced by a huge amount either, by the way, but they reduce it a little bit uh, before your own full retirement age. And then you actually have an earnings limit of about $1,540 per month, $1,540 per month. Every $2 above that, you're penalized and reduce your social security by $1. So if you're going to go part-time, and you're going to be in that income limit threshold, you obviously want to go collect a, a widow benefit and collect that and try to push yours out as long as you can, uh, assuming yours is going to be higher at 70, let's say, if you go that far, than the widow's benefit. Sometimes not, but well, let's look at both of those numbers, figure out what is the best strategy. And think about this, Steve. She's writing in, this is a, this is a very common example, by the way, of somebody that has a, uh, a deceased spouse, and what do they do? How do they file? Um, all that type of thing. What what's going to make sense? They cut back on work. I I encounter these questions a lot. Believe it or not.
5: Well, I mean, again, like you said, it's a fairly common thing, but it's but it's also complicated and it it can be very intimidating.
3: It it is complicated and it's not easy when it's government involved. And so again, yeah, you can go to SocialSecurity.gov and 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 find out what those benefits are that you're able to collect and and the, the, the survivor benefit as well, but maybe figure out and sit down with somebody like like what we help people with and figure out the best strategy. And when do you take it and turn it from the, the survivor benefit to your own benefit? Sure. Maybe there's a point that you you should consider doing that for, for maximizing the money in your pocket.
5: 800-998-5649. Surely that's the number you can call. Ernie is in Holden. He says an IRA is being willed to me. Now, if I inherit it, if I inherit it before the age of 59 and a half, Can I have it sent directly to my own IRA? And what are the tax implications? It's a good question. It's a great question.
3: Ernie, thanks for writing in. I will tell you, you cannot uh, send it directly to your own IRA. Uh, Otherwise, it would be a taxable event, and then you'd have a problem. Mm -hmm. What you need to do is set up a beneficial IRA. It's called a stretch stretch IRA provision, beneficial IRA, and then you roll it direct. It has to be directly transferred. You cannot take a check payable to uh, yourself and then roll it over within 60 days like you you could with your own regular retirement account. It has to be transferred direct, payable to the new trustee, whoever's going to set up your beneficial IRA, TD Ameritrade or one of those companies, and then have it rolled over. Then there's zero tax implications. The caveat to all of this with a beneficial IRA, the rules changed with the SECURE Act that passed in January of 2020. And it used to be that you could take those distributions over your life expectancy. So if you're younger, younger than 59 and a half here, you might have 30 or 40 years of taking those distributions. They've eliminated that and now are forcing you, Ernie, to take that money out over the next 10 years and pay taxes on it accordingly. If you do not take the taxes out, I mean take the uh, withdrawals out over 10 years, whatever's left at the end of the 10 years, you have to take it all out. So let's assume you, you defer it, and take nothing out for the first nine years, 100% of it has to be taken out and counted and taxed on the 10th year. So you got to be really careful with these beneficial IRAs and make sure it's done correctly.
5: Well, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, And, but, but that's the kind of thing that you do again, day in, day out.
3: That's exactly right. Again, it's not complicated because we do it often, but it's complicated if you make a mistake. <laughs>
5: exactly. 800-998-5649. And uh, let's see, we got time for more here. Let's go to Jeff in Waterville. He says I'm 64 and just retired. I have a 403b from an education career. My advisor suggesting that I convert the 403b to a traditional IRA with an annuity company. Now I understand that I would have to always ask my third party if I wanted to withdraw from my 403B, but with the IRA, it's more controlled by me. Is this good advice? There are no fees associated with the IRA. Hmm. All right. So there's a few things going on here, Jeff. Um, I think it's really good advice that
3: you're rolling from the 403B to, and convert to a traditional IRA cause mm-hmm. you're 64. So you don't have to worry about early withdrawal penalties or nothing like that. And it can be as a rollover. So there's no taxes here at all. Um, Putting it with an annuity company raised my eyebrow and my ear. So I would want to know what kind of annuity is being proposed. Is it a fixed annuity, an indexed annuity, or a variable annuity? Is it one of those variable annuities that we talked about earlier in today's show with the 6% guaranteed or 7% guaranteed? That's the fictitious account. It's what your income is going to be based on. It's not an actual dollar a month that you can cash out. So you got to be careful about that. And then it says here, your email says no fees associated with the IRA. There's got to be a fee someplace. And so if you're being told there's no fees, there's a fee somewhere. What is it? And how's it, how's it being paid by you? Or where is it coming out of, uh, of your account? So that's the only thing that raised my eyebrow is what kind of annuity and what's being proposed. I do think it makes sense to go from the 403B to an IRA.
5: Okay. All right. I like that. And again, uh, we, let's do one more quick one. Uh, I think this will be quick. Herb is in Old Town. He says, I already received Social Security benefits, but I'm still working. I recently had a severe heart attack, and it appears I can't work for at least a year until I hopefully recover. Can I receive disability Social Security benefits in addition to regular Social Security benefits?
3: Yeah. Thanks for writing in, Herb. No, you're either uh, on disability or regular Social Security. There's no double dipping. And so basically, no, you can't. Swap out to Social Security Disability. If you're collecting Social Security, you already triggered that, and uh, there's no going back. So, again, hopefully you feel better. Um, If you want to talk further about uh, anything else going on, shoot us an
5: email or give us a call. 800-998-5649. Well, that's going to do it. Let's go ahead and invite folks to call one last time today, Kevin. Sounds great, Steve. For the next 10
3: callers who will call in today...
5: All right, folks, here it is, your last opportunity today to get on the calendar, sit down, put a financial roadmap together, sit with Kevin and the team at Frisbee and Associates, let them translate all of that complex financial world into something that just makes sense. Here's a chance to get a true, practical financial review, and it starts with that phone call, 800-998-5649. You heard Kevin, the next 10 callers are going to get that comprehensive financial review, plus all the extras that go along with it, the portfolio x-ray, the social security analysis all of that is included and then when you walk out you're going to have in your hand that roadmap that guide that can really help get you to where you need to be and where you want to be when it comes to retirement 800-998-5649 again it's 800-998-5649 wow great show Kevin And, and again one of my favorite hours of the week just sit here and it just goes by so quickly and we always at least I always learn good stuff
3: it flies by, certainly does, Steve. Anybody that's going to call the show, free consultation, no obligation. We will return the call within an hour of the show ending.
5: Sounds good. Thanks everybody for listening. We're going to, uh, we will be back again next week. We've got new topics, new questions, that and more right here on Financial Safari with Kevin Frisbee.